This is bourbonblog.com. On our show today, Mia Mastriani, industry influencer, celebrity mixologist, you know her from Bar Rescue, also consultant. We will be talking about how COVID and coronavirus has affected our industry, employees from restaurants, bars, bartenders. What can we all be doing at home while this is happening? And what's the future for this? Thinking of you, all of you that are affected, let's get to her. She's joining us live by phone. Just saw you last week in New York. Welcome to Bourbon Blogs Podcast. Uh, so thrilled to be chatting with you today from my tiny quarantine of self-isolation and social distancing. Yeah, well, it's, it, you know, we're trying to feel like we're, we're bringing the world closer together with our podcast. You know, we, we've been obviously, uh, are, you, are you having anything to drink right now as we talk? Um, just a spark, a light sparkling water. Wow. Are you, okay. are you having anything to drink right now? Should I join you? I, <laughs> well, you could, you could join me. I'm having, um, I'm having a little bourbon. I think, well, we poured some of the peerless rye last week for you. I'm having a little of the peerless bourbon. You yes, were a big fan of the peerless You did, rye. and it uh, to glowing reviews, by the by. Excellent. Excellent. No, I'm glad you liked that. And you and I were, uh, well, let's just say we were judging a cocktail competition just about a week ago for the International Restaurant Show of New York. Uh, we were judging that. Um, and then all of a sudden, I mean, obviously, we're glad the restaurant show happened just about a week ago. This week, it's a very different story. I, I, I think we would be in a whole different place had it been this week, right? Oh, absolutely. With a 100 percent. We were uh, right at the precipice of the, the world falling apart or coming to um, an, an abrupt an abrupt stop. Um, it was a fantastic turnout. Great cocktail competitions. I mean, our industry is taking a hit. No, it has. So now let's just say you're based in uh, in L.A. You do. Obviously, you travel with the Bar Rescue show. You go all over. So you're in touch with uh, bartenders yes. all across the country. But tell us what's happening. Let's start off. What's happening there in L.A.? What's the scene like? Well, I mean, L.A. is one of the major cities taking a very hard hit. Um L.A. is one of the, well, California is one of the states where bars and restaurants were forced to close. All L.A. bars are closed and restaurants, some are still available for takeout only. Um, but there's there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety as to like what comes next, how long this is going to last. And there's a big fear from some long established places that may not reopen their doors again. You know, some consumers sit back and think, and of course, you know, I mean, everybody that listens to bourbonblog.com, some are industry people, you know, some people we know love a good cocktail, go to the bar, but not everyone understands, you know, some of us may sit back and think, oh, not myself, but oh, you know, a restaurant can survive a month or people will be okay, give it a month, we'll be back to work. But how is this really affecting people? What's, what's the side that maybe some people don't know about? Unfortunately, that is absolutely not the case. Um, We're in an industry where still so many people are living paycheck to paycheck to pay their rent, to pay their car payments, um, childcare, groceries, all across the board, um, who don't have the financial stability of uh, a salaried position that are dependent on you know, five to six shifts a week and dependent on tips and the back of the house workers, the the prep cooks and the bar backs who and the juicers who do all of the sourcing for us, who are, are not necessarily the frontline faces that you see and remember, but their families are greatly impacted by these shutdowns. 
and so many of the bartenders and, and even the restaurant owners. Maybe they've been open for a little while. Uh, they, they live paycheck to paycheck. Um, so being off a week, two weeks, three weeks uh, without the tips, without that consistent income, and also with the perception from the public of, you know, is this ever going to be normal again? I mean, this is all playing into potentially something that could be not such a good future. Exactly. Um, and, and you have to look at, I mean, there's so much overconsumption of what's being thrown out in the media right now. Um, there is a bit of fear mongering. There is a bit of panic. And I think it's really important um, at this time right now just to remember, especially for small businesses and, and large businesses. I mean, they, but, oh, sorry, just dropped stuff in my kitchen. Uh, <laughs> um, You're searching for that drink now. Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Las Vegas has all but shut down. That is a city that has taken a major, major hit. We're not just talking about small business here. We're talking about hotels and casinos. Um, And there is a lot of fear and anxiety. But we have to remember, and especially, you know, small businesses, that we will, we're all in the same boat and we will get through this together. Um, But we do have a responsibility to protect ourselves as well as our patrons and our regulars, and especially the immunocompromised. Now, you mentioned Las Vegas. I know you must be in touch with um, some restaurant bar staff, bartenders there. What what are they saying in Las Vegas? What's the scene like in Las Vegas? It's it's terrifying. Uh, I mean, the Strip is, it's not just the Strip. It's everything in Vegas is shutting down because... Um, no one knows how long this, this virus can last on surfaces. So, of course, that's going to affect the hotel industry and casinos and the slot machines and the tables. Everyone is so paranoid about touching a surface. Um, but to have such a major travel destination be impacted this greatly, uh, everyone that I've spoken to out of Vegas, it's just fear. You know, I'm in LA a few months out of the year. Right now, I'm in Kentucky. Uh, you, you're seeing some brand ambassadors for some of the uh, spirit brands doing some some great things to help those that are uh, in need. What are, what are you seeing? Los Angeles. I love our bar community so, so much, and it's such a tight-knit community. Some of the things that I've seen locally um, are just local brand reps are buying meals like 10 to 20 meals per night from establishments, restaurants that are allowed to do to go and pick up orders. Wow. And they're saying, you know, personal message me if you need, if you need a dinner for tonight, because they're buying 10 or 20 dinners from a restaurant. They can then tip the restaurant. The restaurant can then get money, you know, a gratuity and help pay their employees that are putting these meals together as well as giving back to the industry workers that don't know where their next meal is coming from. Uh, we've seen um, some restaurants that are turning into relief centers. Uh, Moza here on um, Melrose Avenue, uh, led by Nancy Silverton, is one of them. And they are literally providing relief for industry workers. If you show up with a pay stub showing that you're an industry worker in California, you can get up to two meals prepped, per, you know, prepped up to limit two meals per night, but they're also providing access to baby wipes, to canned goods, to supplies that people just don't have access to here. 
Um, and it's such a beautiful way for, you know, a lot of these restaurants have surplus produce and food that's otherwise going to go to waste. So they're, they're creating essentially what would be a family meal. And they're saying, if you have the means to come and pick it up while keeping a safe social distance, come and pick it up. And a lot of places are saying, if you cannot get out, we will deliver for you. That's, that's amazing. They're at Moza. They're doing that. Um, and any ideas for anyone listening across the country that, that has a restaurant that says, what can we do? What, are, what, what else? What else do you think? Well, um, for help, if you're talking in terms of help for industry workers, yeah. um, nationally, there is the USBG, right. uh, the United States Bartenders Guild, and they have created um, a philanthropic grant that you can apply for. You do not have to be a member of the USBG to apply for a grant. And again, brands are coming forward. I know, I don't know if you can name them by name, right, but sure, a lot ahead. like um, Diageo, I know, just did a substantial donation towards the USBG, towards their philanthropic um, grants. Right. And I think they're allocating, you know, depending on size of state, um, how many grants can be donated. And you can. I mean, they're not, not everyone is going to get the same amount, but you can do an application and write an essay why you think you need help. And um, also in Los Angeles, I, and I don't know if it's beyond Los Angeles. I know it was created here. Um, it's called anotherroundanotherrally.org. They're also providing grants, help, assistance. Everyone is in this together. Um, and also... You know, they've opened up unemployment in California for I don't know if it's I mean, it is statewide for California. I don't know if it extends beyond that. But here it's such a large state. Um, not everyone has access to unemployment. And certainly in these uncertain times, they they have at least done that minimum for our industry right. um, that that now you can apply uh, for unemployment, if you have been laid off or your restaurant has closed, um, I'm uncertain of you know the amount of what you would get, but you know it is some some help. In the last two days, I've seen a big push throughout the nation for locally to contact your government representatives. Um, just saying, they have form letters online. Uh, brand reps are putting them and posting them and you could just add your name and send it to your local representatives saying that the restaurants and bars need a bailout. We need some sort of protection and substantial government support right now. Oh, it's uh, those are all so important, Mia. And we're going to we're going to try to keep a running list on bourbonblog.com. And as and just as the listeners, I'll just let you guys know is if anybody sees anything they think we should know about. Definitely log on to, to Bourbon Blog. Uh, drop me a line at Tom and BourbonBlog.com. Me, if you see any others, you know, let us know. We'll, oh, I'll send you what I have. <laughs> we'll continue to post those and we'll continue to advocate. And I think the other thing that everyone is saying, whether you're in a small town, a city, uh, for all those restaurants that are doing uh, takeaway food, continue to uh, go to those, keep them in business. Uh, everyone is trying to figure out we have all this extra produce and juice and syrups and like how do we get quality cocktails into the hands of the consumer when they can't come to us? Right. So I've seen a number of, of uh, places do, you know, try to do pop-up courier services, which I think is so smart right now um, because 
right now people are on lockdown and they need a good beverage they <laughs> do me, there's bartenders who want to keep up their technique they want to keep up their craft they're practicing their creativity and their r&ding in their own kitchens and homes <laughs> and they're i mean there is product to be had um so i would encourage the general public um not to neglect i mean it's not just about the restaurants but there are the bartenders are suffering as well. We always say that a cocktail is like it's the five senses and it's um it's you know and it's an experience of where you are and it's nostalgic and it's like yeah. having a sip of a drink can make you feel like you're back in your favorite bar. And you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm having this in my living room, but it feels <laughs> like I'm at my bar. You can feel like you're already there. And so these services are actually letting people do cocktails to go or what what are they doing yes i mean depending on states again that's another legislation that's trying to get passed in terms of of liquor laws being or places being allowed to either do takeout cocktails or courier services where you could order locally and have some sense of delivery or pickup system but that's all i mean we're we're still very much in the beginning stages of this um right well, I mean, I think the, I think it's great. I mean, think about ways you could take a cocktail to go. I mean, I guess, you know, I was thinking the other day, I mean, we all want to stay on what's, uh, you know, we want to stay within the laws because we know there are so many of them. But of course. I, I mean, I, I, everyone was so excited about repeating the Roaring Twenties, but honey, we literally are. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. If, if Have you been thinking about, I mean, depending upon how long bars are closed, cool thing to do for a thematic restaurant or bars to have your own speakeasy and and you know you and i both know through whether it's in atlanta or la there are these things that exist that are like speakeasies but we may actually be facing those days again do you i mean do you really think we we could be i mean what would that look like i mean it it would look like perhaps someone bartenders such as myself and other friends in the industry who happen to have an amply stocked full home bar <laughs> sourcing out of my apartment <laughs> in <And> unmarked you... <laughs> jars. <laughs> and you just come over and there's a little, uh, there's a special password. You can like, have a drink with me. Right? Yeah, exactly. Br- bring your own uh, Gatorade <laughs> bottle and <laughs> we'll fill it up with something special. Everything is cyclical from fashion to cocktail trends to, I mean, life itself. And it's, we're literally repeating, it's, it's history repeating itself. And it's just ironic that we are back in the roaring twenties and experiencing what may turn into a second wave of prohibition, depending on what legislation comes up with for restaurant and bar workers. Um, I've taken to yelling out my apartment windows at neighbors who are taking out their (laughs) trash just to extend a friendly greeting. I mean, it only took two days of quarantine for me to be like, who's taking out their trash? Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Till I'm feeling safe and this thing is kind of settled i have no reason i can work from home i can consult from home um but i think there's another thing to be said for those of us extroverts who are used to working behind a bar and having the social aspect who are suddenly finding themselves at home and alone and there's a certain level of depression and loneliness that comes along with it and i've been um on 
you know, the internet is a wonderful thing. Technology is fantastic. It lets us keep in touch with our friends and our families. But I would stress the importance of keeping some sort of daily schedule. Don't just sink into your, like, I'm just going to stay in my bed for a week and I'm just going to like watch Netflix. I think there's something to be said for creating a routine for yourself and waking right. up within the same time frame every morning. Read a book, exercise, go on YouTube or there's so many apps now that are offering free classes. Get your body moving. Go outside, uh, get some fresh air, take a walk, make sure you're still eating healthy. Now's a great time to learn something new. You could uh, There's Duolingo. We could all be learning a new language. You could bartenders who are curious about maintaining their skills. I, I'm sure you're familiar with the program Bar Smarts. Yes. Um, I, it, it has been rumored that perhaps there's a, a code somewhere out there for free registration. You know, anyone who has never done Bar Smarts or is curious about you know, bartending for, you know, a beginner or a hobbyist or anyone, it's just like an online class. Make sure you're checking in on friends because connection is so important and there's so many of us that just feel isolated and alone and lonely a fun thing that i've been doing with my friends that facetime me and i've got a great great group of friends i also have a collection of wigs and masks um (laughs) anytime anyone calls me via facetime i will answer in a different mask or wig oh (laughs) the reaction is fantastic and just to elicit a laugh from someone in these times wear a costume like what are you gonna do we're facetiming come on (laughs) (laughs) i just i just happen to have quite the costume collection that i've accumulated through the years oh another thing i want to mention hygiene so important don't become a sloth in your own home like Take a shower, put on makeup, do your hair, make yourself feel good about yourself, even if you're not going out. The bit of self-confidence that you can do for yourself. Take the time to journal. That can get out some of your anxiety and frustration and uncertainty. And I think those are some great suggestions, especially for those of us who are social, who do work in the industry, whether it's hosting tastings, bartending, whatever it might be, we, we're used to people. So if it, if it comes down to it, you know, call up somebody with a glass of whiskey in your hand and, and uh, can have an online tasting as we watch oh, them or even exactly. a lot. Yeah. I saw, um, as of yesterday, I saw someone start posting about doing your own online happy hour. Uh, get on one of those apps where you can have like house, house party. Right. Uh, where you can have multiple people on the app at the time and, Everyone does a happy hour and just checks in and you don't feel so alone only because I'm such an advocate for animals and I do follow a lot of social media sites for, for shelters here in Los Angeles. Even if you don't have the capacity to own a pet or plan to own a pet, or you have all the excuses of I work too much, I travel too much. If you are quarantined right now, go to a local shelter and get a pet. It provides so much companionship. You're lonely. They're lonely. Their resources are down. I mean, so many of these animals need a home. And even if it's temporary and you don't have any intention of of keeping it, fostering an animal right now could provide so much companionship to someone who would otherwise be completely alone for who knows how long. That's true. It's a chance to dive into something new, whether it's a... um... 
It's a new pet, a new hobby, learning new skills, uh, you know, even for the most talented bartenders. And, and I hope more and more people will be offering that kind of education. I mean, I, and I've been seeing more and more of it, um, yeah. more, more so in the exercise forum, which I, I'm not an, exactly an exercise enthusiast. However, <laughs> I've been seeing so many things for like, you know, two weeks of free daily yoga or, you know, a, a month pa- pass to online something classes and it's like so important that if you're not going to get out and about to keep your body moving to to keep those endorphins up because they do so much for your mental health um absolutely well we all well we all do want to encourage people to have a good cocktail and keep making those definitely take good care of yourself is there a favorite even if this wasn't even if the quarantine wasn't happening today mia what's a is there a favorite cocktail you have just to make at home or that you encourage friends to make that you like to share? Well, um, I mean, I'm I'm a go-to Negroni girl. Always yeah. have been, always will be. Other than that, um, I'm a cold beer and a shot of bourbon. <laughs> 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 I keep it pretty simple. Like, I can do all the all the fun tricks and uh, techniques at a bar, but when, when I'm at home, I tend to keep it fairly simple. <laughs> I like a good Negroni, too. Um we just had some. We were at uh, we were visiting Whistlepig over the weekend uh, at, in Vermont. Oh, they, they made us a, a Negroni. Well, it was really a more of a Boulevardier, right? With the uh-huh. whiskey. But they used that Whistlepig Twelve that's been finished in the uh, Sauterne, Madeira, and Port as oh, the whiskey. God. Amazing! Oh my goodness! You're singing really my good song time. with that one. I mean, we really have nothing to base this on, right? I mean, but what do you, what do you predict's going to happen here? I mean, whether with with regard to things getting better, restaurant bars. What do you think we'll look back on this? I mean, what do you hope we'll say? What I honestly hope that we say is that we took this time not to live in fear, but to reconnect with friends and family that you may or may not be quarantined. I have so many friends that have children, both small and older, that are now spending family time together. Now is the time to just read together now is the time to build a fort or play oh the floor is made of lava and we can only walk on the furniture and have those (laughs) memorable moments i think it's it's about creating community without being exactly in the community i think it's showing up i've reached out to my landlord and said hey i i certainly don't know everyone in my building but do we have any elderly tenants is there anyone that is housebound that perhaps needs a little extra help like we have to focus on the positive rather than the negative and what i would hope to take away take the beauty and the gifts from every day that this that we normally take for granted and there's so many people that are afraid of the humor it's okay to laugh in a scary time Right. Um, we are literally all in this together and we are all in the unknown. But it but I think that should provide a comfort more than a fear. You know, the doctors, the service worker, industry, uh, industry workers, the um, everyone that's still working in the grocery stores who basically they're the front line right now. They're the ones with the biggest amount of exposure. No, it's it's very true. I think it's so. I, th- I think what you say about having some some humor. I mean, take it seriously. But you know, let's try to uh, let's try to watch comedies. Let's try to. Um, I saw last night on Netflix. No big surprise. The trending uh, movies or some of those end of the world movies. Uh, oh God, no! <laughs> these are some of the trending movies. Not all of them. Some of them are funny movies. So let's 
let's try to put some humor in oh, it. And if, no, I I want to watch all the happy things, but someone literally that... said that they they watched. <laughs> oh gosh, what was that movie about? Like the epidemic a few Something years ago. Like yeah, like it was some virus movie based on monk. Like it started with monkeys. It was terrible, and they were like, "Do not watch this movie right don't now." Don't watch this movie. Don't don't do it. Don't you know the term it. we've been hearing is "hunker down." That's the term, right? We have to yes, hunker down. Hunger, we're we're hunkering down and we're staying vigilant. We're hunkering down. I think we should create, or maybe uh, you create. Maybe we can brainstorm. We should create the hunker down cocktail. What do you? think I love the that? name. What do you think? What it would be? In? I I think. I mean, I think it has to be. This is not going to be a light and refreshing cocktail. This has to be a stirred cocktail, very oh. strong, <laughs> sippable spirit forward. But we got to hunker down. Served with Thank a tiny you, Purell on the side. Oh, yeah. A shot of Purell, a drizzle of Purell down the glass, maybe. Uh... <laughs> coat, well, coat the glass in Purell. All right, we're gonna we're gonna give it some thought, uh, me and I will, on what the hunker down. You and I can have a separate conversation and come up. And we will we will post it alongside this story because this could this could be the cocktail of 2020, the hunker down. (laughs) And who knows how long this is gonna last? This cocktail could it might be short lived or it might be 20 years from now they'll still be saying that was the hunker down. I'll take the hunker down. Take the hunker down. It's Mia Mastriani. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us. Oh, one. Tom, thank you Urban so blog. much. This is just, I mean, I feel, I personally feel better for like kind of having connected with Me too. with someone else today. Yeah, no, this is good. Hopefully everybody that listens to this will feel, uh, will feel connected too. And definitely, uh, you know, tweet to us, Instagram to both me and I, uh, you know, let us know um, what you're doing to hunker down, to educate, to entertain yourself. And what uh, resources are available in your particular areas that we may not know about. Yes. Let us know those. Find us at Instagram that you're on the most that you're doing. Yeah, I, I vacillate. I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot where my handle is um, tall Mia. Right. And, um, I'm also on Twitter quite a bit where I'm tall underscore Mia. Yeah. I do have a, a Facebook public page. That's just Mia Mastriani. Yeah. Um, but I'm not on that one as much as the Instagram and the Twitter. You can tweet directly at me. Any questions, any concerns, if you just want to say hi, I'm pretty active on that. Fairly active on my Instagram as well. The uh, tall me at night, I did, of course, I saw you last week. How, how tall are you, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> it's a question I get all the time. <laughs> Flat-footed, I am I'm just shy of 5'11", yeah. but as you know, I am rarely seen without wearing a pair of at least three inch heels. <laughs> I mean, at, at some point, I like I hated being taller when I was younger. Right. I got made fun of being the bean pole, whatever. And at some point, I finally said, "You're tall, own it." That's right. And then I just like now ninety percent of the shoes I own are heels. Think about if we are toasting to each other, whether it's you and I or someone else. If you're gonna stay at six feet. As long as the wingspan of both arms and the glass <laughs> is at least six feet, you can toast to another person, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm keeping social distance. You're keeping. You can drink with them, but just find some with within my own personal wingspan. And let's just say this: even if you even if you don't have long arms, which is okay, not everybody does. Find a really no. long find a long glass. Oh yes. How you like yes. This? I, I do enjoy I love your line of thinking. <laughs> You're such a clever man. 
Did you ever pour yourself a drink there as we finished up? Did I you finally ever? did, which I'm going to enjoy now. What did you pour? Just so we have it, just so we know what you I, poured. Um, how dare I? <laughs> it may have been just delicate shot over a large cube shot of old granddad or a large cube you, you... well yeah i can't just shoot old granddad it's a hundred proof right mia mastriani thanks for joining us on bourbonblog.com tom thank you so much for having me hope hope i get to see you in person soon 